This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast for this uh, Football Friday. Uh, doing it a day early so that we encompass the big jet game this evening and get you ready for this holiday. You may be traveling. You may already be moving around. I know there's a lot of inclement weather headed for this half of the country and for us too. So be careful with all your travel plans. You may have already adjusted them because it's going to be very difficult to move around. I gather in the next 48 hours with all the rain and the very heavy cold that is headed our way. So everyone be safe and have a very, very Merry Christmas uh, season's greetings. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. The whole whole shebang. So uh, here we go. Jets play a enormous game this evening. Um, made even bigger by the heartbreaking defeat at the hands of the Lions last week. Uh, the way it shapes up in the AFC right now, with the amount of competition... Using it as an example, the Giants are almost in. I mean, they might get in without another win. One win, they're in for sure. And I think they might get in without another win. It's very possible. Maybe not, but maybe so. So the bottom line is uh, that tie will help them, too, because it's a half win, half loss. Um, while that's the case, the Jets are probably going to have to run the table to get in. And Miami's going to need the game now that last week of the year. So you're talking about Jacksonville, which is playing great and is still alive themselves. They'd like to win their next two, be 8-8, eight and eight, and then face Tennessee the last day of the season for the championship in that division. Tennessee's a 7-7 seven seven right now, having lost four games in a row. Then they go to Seattle, which is playing for a playoffs with it, and they have to go finish up in Miami. So this is a very tough slate for the Jets now off that loss, and this is a loss that everybody had their hands in, as we talked about as we talked about after the game that day and in the days since, if you go back to what I told you about the Jets this year, starting at the season beginning, I said it was going to come down to elevated performance by the coaching staff and the head coach and the quarterback. They had everything else. The defense has been even better than I thought it would be. It let down last week. It made some mistakes. It let down in a big spot, gave up a touchdown Okay, I think it was put in a very bad situation there because they played that like they needed to stop that fourth and short, and they didn't need to stop it. It wasn't life and death. And it turned out to put them in the wrong position. They got in broken coverages, and they wound up giving up a touchdown. And head coach, who had a terrible performance. I told you he's been questionable for me from the beginning. He obviously has, has his hands on a defense that is playing very well, and he's a defensive guy, but his time management the other day was absurd. As we illustrated, and he came back and said it, and his excuses for it were made up, okay? It was just bad coaching. 
It's inexperience. He didn't know what he was doing. You've got to handle the clock right. They should have had multiple. They should have had many more opportunities. He did a disastrous job, which he admitted, but he tried to make it sound like he was afraid they were going to, they were going to, you know, uh, review the play. Hey, all reviews in the last two minutes are upstairs anyway, so you know what? They're going to review it whether you try to do something or not. There's no one throwing a flag at that point. So the bottom line is there's a bunch of nonsense. They just screwed up. And they need the same thing against Jacksonville that they needed against Detroit. They need crisp sideline decision-making, and they need the quarterback to play better. And let's be honest, he was for a guy who was awful, and he was god-awful last Sunday, he actually made plays because he made broken plays. And he got a couple of wild catches, like the Carter catch, like the second Wilson catch. I mean, he got bailed out by some catches. But he was terrible in every way, inaccurate, lost, no footwork, no touch, no nothing. You give him Fs across the board. And they didn't even want to go to him this week. They hesitated, which showed no confidence in him. They have no confidence in him. If you're talking about running this team right, Flacco should have been the quarterback last Sunday. He should be the quarterback tonight. They don't want Flacco because they think he's immobile. I understand that. He is immobile. But he'll do a better job than Wilson because Wilson's lost. And this Jacksonville team is improving by leaps and bounds, and their quarterback is playing superbly. Still makes too many mistakes. Hey, Etienne fumbles too much. And that's what you try to do tonight. You try to get the ball out from Etienne because Etienne gives the ball up all the time. And Lawrence, as good as he is, he still will make the bad decision because he's young and he's aggressive. And two, he still will try to do too much and fumble the ball running himself. So they have troubles turning the ball over. And that's something the Jets are going to have to do tonight. They've got to get some turnovers. They've got to get some turnovers. If they do that, they have a chance to win this game tonight. This game's going to be tough. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be really tough. Wilson obviously starts. I could tell you right now, there's nobody who's running out on that field with him tonight that believes he can do the job. I know that now. Plus, you had the wide receivers showing them up last week. They were so upset. And Wilson, the receiver, has got to mind his P's and Q's and not be showing a quarterback up like that during the game. I know he's very talented. He's a very good player. And he has no, no connection to this quarterback while he loves playing with White. You could tell. But White's not playing. Wilson is. There's even more pressure on Wilson at quarterback this week than there was last Sunday because he didn't do the job. They lost, and the team doesn't believe in him. And if they had a viable option, and I think they should play Flacco, and I'll tell you something else tonight. If he doesn't get off to a good start, if he throws a bad pick early, I'll put Flacco in the game. Flacco is a proven winner. I understand he's not mobile. And I understand your offensive line isn't the greatest. I understand that. But he still will do a better job running this team than Wilson will. 
He should be the quarterback right now, and they should be thinking of going to the playoffs, not developing a quarterback. I think they believe Wilson's the better one because he can make the broken play and turn it into something. They're playing him because of his mobility, his ability to throw on the run. That's what they're playing him for. Remember now as we go through the games of this week, if, if White was playing, I'd pick the Jets tonight just like I would have last Sunday. I didn't pick him because of that. I'm not picking him tonight for the same reason. Full slate of games are on Christmas Eve. Three games played on Christmas Day. Only one of them's really worth watching. One's fair and one's basically turn it off and put the U log on. And then you have the Monday night game, which is the Chargers and the Colts. And the Colts now have benched Matt Ryan for the season again, blaming that loss on him. Oh, really? Was the defense out there for any of those touchdowns? Was Matt Ryan out there giving up big play after big play after big play after big play? I don't think so. But, hey, he's a scapegoat in Indianapolis. We know that. And Foles is going to be the quarterback now. Who cares? The Colts are just, uh, they're just awful. And the whole thing's a mess. And the Chargers are heading in the right direction. That coach is coaching for his life because that owner is flirting with Sean Payton. I'm telling you right now. It's not, it's not, and it's an open flirtation. Giants will play the Vikes on Christmas Eve at 8 5 and 1. I'm telling you. They could be in the playoffs at 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. If they win one game, Minnesota, the last week at Philly, and Philly's not going to need the game. Philly just needs one win in their last three games to win it. They may or may not play full. Uh, may or may not play Hurts this week. Hurts this week. We'll see. Uh, he has a, uh, a shoulder sprain for the Cowboy game. Giants are going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish with with a winning record. Probably they'll probably win. They'll be they'll probably beat the Colts. They'll win nine games. If they're nine seven and one, they had a hell of a season. No matter what they do in the postseason, they're not going to do much in the postseason. But you know what? They took a huge quantum leap and they found the coaching staff. Now they got to build a team, and they have a lot of work to do personnel wise. While the Jets don't, but the Jets have to find a quarterback. Bills at the Bears, three way fight in the AFC the number one seed. Eagles wrap up the one seed with one win in their last three games. Um, Bills have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. They both have the same record. The Bengals are right there. They already beat the Chiefs, and they play the Bills next week. So that's a three-way fight right now for the number one seed. Saints and the Browns, both disappointing. Sean Watson's looked terrible since he came back. Saints are alive, believe it or not, a five in line because the division's a joke. Um, I'm hearing rumblings that they might be really unhappy with the coach, head coach there to the point where they actually might make a change after one year. Imagine that. Texans, Titans. Texans have one win. Titans have lost four straight, but they still control the division at 7-7. Seven and seven. They're a game ahead of surging Jacksonville. If Jacksonville wins tonight, Jacksonville might push them, and that might come down to that last week of the season, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Eagles and the Cowboys this week. Obviously, 
The game lost a little of its luster with the Cowboys' loss to Jacksonville. Remember this. Cowboys still have a chance, but they have to run the table and the Eagles have to lose every game. Now, it looks like right now that Hurts will not play this week. That's what we're hearing from the head coach. Looks like he will not play. But remember, they only have to win one game. So uh, it looks like uh, right now, and it's pretty much confirmed that Misha, uh, that, uh, Misha will play, Gardner Misha will play at quarterback this week for the Eagles. And remember, he can be dangerous in a game. When he comes in for a week, he can do a very good job. Now, they're doing the smart thing. They only need one win or one Cowboy loss to lock up everything. All right? They'd have to lose the whole shebang to be out of it. It's not going to happen. All right? They're going to win one game if they have to. But they don't have to play him in Dallas against that pass rush. And he's got a sprained shoulder, so why play him? So Hurts will not play. Mitchell will play at quarterback, and he's not terrible. So he doesn't make the game an automatic loss for the Eagles. That's without any question uh, this weekend. But it does take a little bit of the luster off the Dallas-Philly game, which was highlighted for so long. Seahawks at the Chiefs. Big game for the Seahawks. Very tough spot to be in. Chiefs, as we said, are fighting for that one seed. They're going to have to fight all the way through to win it. And I think they'll run the table from here. Bengals at the Pats. Bengals are red hot. Absolutely. Bengals and Niners are the hottest two teams in the sport. Pats trying to live, live down the infamy of a play that will live in NFL history forever. And not only that, it will be a cautionary video tale for teams. Hey, this is why you don't just throw the ball around at the end of regulation play. It's not anything you want out there. And guys have laddled it around on the last play of the game like they can do no wrong. Well, you can do wrong. You saw it. The ball can wind up in the other team's hands, and they can run it in for a touchdown. So now you see the video cautionary tale, and it happened to the best coaching, best coach team in the league, the best coach in the league, and obviously there was no planning for that, but now there will be the cautionary tale that everyone will see and know forever. You do not just indiscriminately throw the ball around at the end of the game. Lions at 7-7 seven and seven continue to really tell a, a wonderful tale. Lions thinking playoffs, they're thinking winning record, they're thinking running the table, they have the Bears and the Packers after the Panthers, they can do that. On the road here, they should find a way to win. Give them credit, they're doing a heck of a job. Falcons and the Ravens, somehow, some way, with all the injuries they've had to so many of their best players, their quarterback's been out, their backups had a concussion, Their tight end, who's the second-best tight end in the sport, has been banged up all year. Their running backs have been banged up. Now they get Dobbins back, and he's running really well. Somehow the Ravens are 9-5 and despite being decimated all year by injuries. Harbaugh's done a very nice job with that team. If they ever get healthy, they can be dangerous. I just don't know if they're going to get healthy. And that starts with the quarterback. The one thing, though, if he gets in the playoffs, he's going to be very much a not-banged-up, beat-up, Version, he's going to be a very healed up, healthy version because he hasn't played in a while. 
Washington and San Francisco, Niners on fire, thinking Super Bowl, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Washington needs us to stay alive off the loss to the Giants last week. Like I said, Niners, right now Niners-Bengals are playing the best football in the league, and they're both surging, and they are both Super Bowl threats. Raiders and the Steelers, the irony is almost dripping. The 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. The controversial play that resulted in a Franco Harris touchdown and a Steeler win. And even increased the hatred, if it was possible, between the Steelers and the Silver and Black. They despised each other. The old criminal element lines and everything else that went on with Tatum and George Atkinson and those guys. Uh, And again, to have it happen, and it was something they've promoted because the game has nothing to offer. The Raiders have a losing record. The Steelers have a losing record. The only thing interesting is the Raiders, they're on the winning end of last week's crazy play, which I'm sure if you watch this game, you will see 9,000 times. Um, And then Franco Harris passes away. Franco Harris, Franco's Italian army. Franco Harris, who is such a big, integral part of the Steelers' success. Franco Harris passes away at 72, early. 72 is early these days. Of course, I'm going to say that because, you know what? One of these days, I'm going to be 72. Not yet. Still got a couple of years in the 60s to play with. Moving to Christmas Day, Green Bay. Six and eight, thinking about getting in the back door of the playoffs. This game, though, will tell you if the Packers have any life. They will need their passing game to show up this week. They're not going to win it by giving the ball to the backs and dumping the ball to the backs. This week, they're going to have to, have to throw the football, and they're going to have a hard time stopping the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been on the road for three straight weeks and lost three tough games. And they need to win this game in the worst way. And this is the first time they've been home in a month. And they're going to be tough in this game. Denver and the Rams at 4 o'clock on Christmas Day. Anything you want to watch, anything you want to do, anything you, anything from watching the U-Log, watching It's a Wonderful Life, watching It's a Christmas Carol, watching whatever you want to watch a... Uh, you know, a uh, 24-hour run of uh, Yellowstone, uh, you know, episodes. Um, Eating dinner, talking to your relatives, whatever. Everything comes before watching this absolutely dreadful 4 o'clock football game that nobody on Christmas Day should turn on. You have no reason, unless you live alone and have no life, you have no reason to turn this game on. Even then you don't. Bucks in the cards. Bucks. Cards are going with McSorley because McCoy's hurt now at quarterback. Bucks need a win. They're still in first place, even though they stink. Even though if they had lost the Saint game, they'd be five and nine right now. They're six and eight as it is. Blew a 17-point lead at home with Tom Brady at quarterback, whose team turned it over four times in the fourth quarter against the Bengals. 
Maybe the first one was in the third quarter, so it might not. It might be. Well, it was four times over the late three into the four. The Bucks are probably going to win the division because no one else can. But right now they're six and eight, and they're just terrible. But the Cards probably aren't going to beat them with McSorley. Monday night is Chargers at eight and six against the four nine and one Colts who just blew the biggest lead in history. They got a little screwed in that game, but still, there's no rhyme or reason to blow on a thirty three point lead. Um, the Colts have had a nightmare season, and now they've benched Matt Ryan again. And now they go to Foles at quarterback. So the whole experiment with Matt Ryan disaster, firing the coach disaster, bringing in Saturday disaster. Uh, right now they are just in what was supposed to be a wonderful season. Just a nightmare. You know, the two teams that, that everyone looked to to be completely energized, energized by their quarterback, you know, appearance. The Colts with Matt Ryan, the Broncos with Russell Wilson, and both teams have four wins. Four wins. Four, nine, and one, four, and ten. Saturday, I don't know if he wants to coach next year. If he does, he'll probably get a full-time shot, I would guess, because he's buddies with Ursay. It's one and done in Denver. They're going to go for a new coach. They will not have Aaron Rodgers there next year. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. He cannot leave with that contract, and they can't get rid of Russell Wilson. He's there with that contract. They can get rid of the coach, but they can't get rid of Russell Wilson, even though they'd like to. They cannot. The guy who might be on the move next year, and you're hearing, I hear the rumbles everywhere. I'm not even going to give you all the rumors. Some of them are whoppers. But Tom Brady. And there's a ton of rumors about Tom Brady out there. There's a ton of rumors about Sean Payton out there. They're not all true, I can tell you that. But there's a bunch of rumors about both guys. And there's even rumors of them linking up. So, I mean, there's all kinds of rumors everywhere. So you have three on Christmas Day, one the day after Christmas the 26th, and you got the rest on Christmas Eve, and you have Jacksonville and the Jets tonight in a tremendous game. Hey, the train is leaving the station for those who want to jump on the Jacksonville bandwagon because they are on their way. And Trevor Lawrence has arrived. I'm not saying he's never going to have a bad game again. Sure he is. They all have bad games. But he is going to be a big-time quarterback. He's going to be among the star quarterbacks of the next generation. The next 10 years will belong to him in this league, just like it will belong to the quarterbacks that you know about, like Burroughs and Allen and Mahomes and guys like that. And it will very much belong to Trevor Lawrence. He will be in that hunt. We'll come back right after. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Email time, Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com is where you send them. Remember, this is 
the Mike Francis podcast on the Football Friday. And remember, for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut, and you can find the podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. And you're going to find more and more stuff on the Bet Rivers Network. And go to the Bet Rivers uh, app and betrivers.com for all your needs. Also, the football picks and everything else. Where I am just, and I, I'm not looking to make a big thing about it, but boy, they you know they have contests with all the guys in the company, and boy, I am just whipping them up this year. I'm way out in front. I could take a knee right now with the regular season, um, but. Uh, Hey, you never know. It could turn around in a hurry in the NFL. All right, Benny in Maine. It looks like Mac Jones is not the guy in New England. Do you think Bill wants to go through the process of rebuilding and finding a new quarterback, or could he just walk away? I don't think Boston, I don't think Belichick's walking away. I'm not sure he's done with Jones. Okay, uh, I I don't know how he feels about uh, Zappy because you know he was a product of the system in college is backup. You know, the guy who replaced him just put on a show last night in a bowl game, threw for like 500 yards uh, in an underdog performance. Um, uh, New England is doing okay, but they need, they need to get the quarterback position solved. And they need, and they need a big, you know, they need a big breakaway receiver. So you need one of those in this game now. Uh, Joe and Jersey, what do you need to see from Zach Wilson to think he's taking a step in the right direction? Joe, he doesn't know how to play. He does footwork. No. Accuracy. No. Core, uh, pocket awareness. No. Field vision. No. Touch. No. What can he do well? He's got a strong arm. Too strong sometimes. And he can make plays that are broken, run around, and make a circus play. That's it. When it comes to doing anything else, he is a zero right now. And I know that's harsh, but it's fact. Phil in Pennsylvania. Is Jalen Hurts more like Cam Newton or Michael Vicker? Neither. He's like neither. He's a better passer than either one of those. Uh, Vic is a better athlete. Newton was a better passer than Vic. Vic's a better athlete than Newton. Uh, Hertz is a better runner than Newton, better passer than Newton, and a much better passer than Vic. He's actually a better player than either one of them. Chris and Rockland. Chris and Rockland, you've praised Coach Dable a lot. What has stood out for you the most? Number one, he came here with a plan, and, and – and the thing he did that is almost impossible to do now in this league is he put together a superb staff led by his defensive coordinator who should be a coach of the year candidate as a coordinator. Number two, he got this team to believe in a culture that could win, in a plan that could win. He got his team to do the two essential things you have to do to be a winning head coach in the NFL. Give your team a plan they can win with and make them play hard. He has done both. He has gotten his team to play hard. He has gotten his team to play alertly. The Giants have made very few dumb plays. They have made very few big mistakes. They have done very little to kill themselves in games. 
They have played a mile, and I mean a mile over their head. They have won games with mirrors. They won games they had no right winning. Let's be honest. They never should have won the Tennessee game. They never should have won three or four games that they won this year. Um, He's done it with mirrors. He really has. Absolutely done it with mirrors. He's done a superb job. He fits the job. Here's what he is. He's a guy whose time was right. He's a... He, you can see right away if a guy who is a coordinator is comfortable in his skin as a head coach, and he is. I'm going to give him a big compliment here. You know who he reminds me a little of? Andy Reid. And that's a big compliment. I didn't say he's the offensive genius Andy Reid is, but he, I, I see a little Andy Reid in him. Adam in Florida, what has changed at the running back position that you feel you don't need a great star running back to be successful? Listen, in the old days, everybody wanted a big running back star. Now, if you have two running backs or even give me a third guy, hey, give me a guy like Pollard any day of the week and then give me a guy who can get the short inside running yardage near the goal line, third and one, okay? Right now, Zeke, Zeke is not a star. Pollard is an incredibly explosive back. No one talks about Pollard as being a star. Tell me who's better right now than Pollard at making big plays. That's what you need. Two guys like that at the running back position. You don't need one horse who's going to get hurt, who's going to get beat up, and who's going to take a ton of money away from your salary cap. That's why... It's done differently now. You can do it with two guys. You can do it with three guys. You can have a third down back to come in who's your Preston Pearson uh, or your guy who uses your third down safety valve. Or you can have a guy who catches the ball and then have a guy who's your runner. But you don't need one back. And you don't want to pay a ton of money to backs. And they, and they only last four or five years anyway. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl of all time? Yes. Uh, my favorite Super Bowl of all time is, uh, is Super Bowl 25 in Tampa, Giants over the Bills. It was the best setup, the best scene, the best played game, never, no turnovers, great drama throughout, uh, very, a very good team and a great team, and the great team got beat, um, and a very good team played great. Uh, it was, had everything. That, to me, is the best. JJ, do you see any way Russell Wilson can get back? Any way Russell Wilson can get back to the Wilson in Seattle? He doesn't want to be the Wilson in Seattle. That's why he left Seattle. Russell Wilson wanted an offense where he could do whatever he wanted in the offense and they could throw on first. He wanted to be Mahomes. And you know what? And rightly so, Pete Carroll said, that's not who you are. You're a quarterback who plays off a running game and off a defense. You're not Mahomes. And Russell Wilson wants to be Mahomes so badly or Aaron Rodgers. And he went to Denver, and you know what? They can't make him that. He's a guy who needs a running game and a defense to complement who he is. And when he learns that, if he doesn't learn that, he's going to have no success the rest of his life. And he's going to wind up making $30 million on the bench very soon. I want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. Uh, we will talk to you after the games this weekend. Uh, again, for all of your wagering needs, go to Bet Rivers. Have a very happy holiday. There's bad weather coming in, so pay attention. If you're traveling, be safe. 
to everybody, uh, the happiest of holiday season greetings. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.